1: Hey guys, I'm Cy and welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show and this is episode number 50. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube and Periscope, Periscope, stroke Twitter ace podcast nation also the home to many great shows featuring top guests expert analysis and more so please follow us on social media subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, for more information you can find it all over our social medias which you can find in the description below i'd also like to take this time this opportunity to thank uh, martin and black diamond sports for all their help and support black diamond sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages, which you can find the links to in the description also, as well as at the closing credits. And uh, we'd also like to thank Darren Rolston for sponsoring today's show. The Andy Campbell Football Show, sponsored by uh, Bespoke Financial.
0: My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
1: At Bespoke Financial, we thank them for sponsoring the show. Of course, they uh, specialize in life insurance, critical, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And uh, with no further ado, I'll introduce my co-host, my regular, my good old buddy, Speed Demon, co-host, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough Striker, Mr Andy Campbell. How are you, mate?
2: I'm very well. Looking forward to this one. Uh, it's been a while. have been trying to get Barry on for a while and managed to get uh, get him in the end. Stalked him. So we got him, got him in the end.
1: That's it, mate. Got to, Got to stalk the guests until they give in. That's it. But uh, no, it's. Uh, I've been looking forward to it mate, I've got to put my teeth in, I keep uh, keep stumbling over my words, I don't know what's going on, but uh, joining us is of course, ex-Leicester City, Plymouth, Bristol Rovers, Sheffield United, Millwall and Fulham striker, and of course the Jamaican international, Mr Barry
3: Hales, how are you Barry? Hi guys, yeah, I'm, I'm very well indeed, very well indeed. Fab, thanks for coming on Barry, really appreciate it. No yes. problem.
1: Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, you've you've had six promotions, won an Total Cup, scored goals everywhere you've been. So you've uh, had a very uh, interesting and special career, which I'm really looking forward to getting into and in doing a bit of a deep dive on that. And uh, of course, we'll take some questions from the live chat. But uh, what we like to do to start is uh, just go through the, the quick fire questions, get to know you, get to know some of your tastes. So, what it is, uh, it's the Magnificent Seven. Seven questions, and uh, you just basically say the first thing which comes to mind. Okay. Uh, so, Barry Hales, the Magnificent Seven. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo?
3: Um, for me, it's Messi all day now. Uh, I, think, Roland... I think he's more of a team player.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, 100%. Say again? No, I was going to say, the uh, Rolling Stones or the Beatles?
3: Um, Beatles. Yeah, Beatles oh. uh, for me.
1: Yeah, I see. I get I get criticised a lot for that because I don't like the Beatles. So, it's because
2: uh, the it. he's are only Liverpool, Barry. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's <laughs> why. That. <laughs> Method in his madness, you see Method in his madness. Yeah, that's
3: it. I see that. Yeah. No comment. Favorite TV show? I, I do like the the um, Big Bang Theory. No, I do. I do like the Big Bang Theory. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do, do watch that. I do like Shonen. I, I think, I think he's so funny. Um
2: An
1: angriest teammate.
3: Teammate. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's me. in that. I'm the pitch. And I'm, always, I'm always angry. So yeah, I'm always angry
1: when I'm on the pitch. Uh, best roommate. <laughs>
3: Uh, it's got to be Sean Davis uh, when when I I, I was we at Fulham for many years and that yeah he's he's got through mate good player as well buddy one in
2: midfielder good player. good
3: player yeah 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 top lad pass, pass the ball across yeah. the pitch everywhere and that. Yeah, yeah yeah Uh worst trainer. Um, I would say Rufus Brevitt at Fulham. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's by far the worst trainer. Mister Led,
2: Mister Led, back he, wasn't
3: he just very laid. Back, yes, right? he's very laid back. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the, the, the worst trainer. But come match day, he he, he was always a, a seven eight out of ten.
1: And uh, the last one, best manager you've played under.
3: Oh, that's a tough one. I've played under some great managers. But I've, I've got to say, when um, um, I've played under Holloway three times, so he, he, he probably stands out the most for me. And uh, he, he he got the best out of the limited, club's limited players as well. So, yeah,
2: I've got to say Holloway. Just, just speaking about him, though, Barry, that he... he... He does exactly what it says on the tin, doesn't he? That he, um, it gets the best out of uh, a limited budget. He, he, he brings the best out of an individual. He, you know what I mean? His togetherness, his team spirit. You know what I mean? It goes a long way, doesn't it? It doesn't have, You don't have to be the best players in the world to play for him. He just, he just wants 100 percent and run through a brick wall for his club and his, and for him as a manager, really, doesn't he? Exactly.
3: Yeah, because when I joined the Bristol Rovers, we would get relegated, and we end up making the playoffs, and that so that's a sign in itself. That was such a a great job we done. As
1: a top
2: manager, top manager.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to talking about um, Ian Holloway, just because he's such an interesting character. So I'm. Mm. I am interested to get like a a bit of a look behind. You know, behind the scenes, like because we've all seen him as a pundit and. We've all seen his post-match interviews, which are always absolutely outstanding. They're, they're they're he's one of those managers where his his post-match interviews, particularly if things have gone badly, are just box office. You can't miss them. Like they're almost you will look forward to them just because you don't know what he's going to say. He could say mm. literally like anything. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So before we get sort of into Barry's career and we talk a bit about that, uh, we of course we start with any other business. Um, uh, and where do you want? Which one do you want to start with, mate?
2: Um, I want to talk uh, about uh, the games that are live on TV and get obviously your thoughts and Barry's thoughts about um, about what you like and what you dislike from uh, obviously the live games. You know, is it is it everything what you thought it was going to be, Barry? Um, you know, we I mean, now they've got crowd noise. Does that work? Do you have you seen this watch along? Um, I, I tried to watch a game the other day. I watched Wolves against Arsenal with Steve Bull, Ray Parler, and a Reporter, and. I just, I just didn't get it. I just, I'll be honest. I just didn't get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused with the crowd noise because, you know, what I mean, it's like a few seconds after. I get why they do it because it tries to enthrall yeah, you yeah, and get and entice yeah. you in. But what's your own thoughts on everything? You know, it's great. I football back by the way. I'm not being negative. I just, I just no, I, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent.
3: Um, I watch with the crowd noise because I, I think, I think I, I can't just sit there in silence and watch a game. <laughs> But, and then and then and then the last game I watched the the, um, the, the um, guy who was doing it, it, it he thought the team scored and, and he put the crowd noise on and, and, yeah. and it was netting. so it was yeah. a bit delayed like you say. So, but I mean I I, I can't watch a, a game and, uh, like I say for me it seems like preseason games, yeah, and that's and that's why teams down to, who are down at the um, bottom tend to keep play keep and not. The crowd would be like, get the ball forward, attack more, and that's why the teams be falling down and
2: that. Well what's your thoughts in Barry? Because obviously I I have had this conversation. You know what I mean? People you know it's like my mate, isn't it? You either love it or you hate it. You know what I mean? We all want football back, but as a as an ex player, you know what I mean? For me, it reminds me a lot of um uh reserve team football where you're playing behind closed doors, you know what I mean? have you know what I mean, from from being an experienced professional to to play a reserve game, you 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 play for different reasons, you play to get fit, but you don't you're probably not um, in the game, you're probably not um, motivated for the game and it must be hard for the players to get fully motivated if you've got nothing to play for, so to speak, you know, like, uh, f- for different reasons, you know, because it's, it's so difficult when there's no crowd there.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And as I say, the crowd, they play a big part and sometimes when the referee, he, he, he might make a, a blunder, say, he would, the crowd would um, get on his back and he would step up his game. So it's tough. It's tough for the refs. It's tough for the players, like you say, to motivate themselves.
2: Yeah, and then you've got also on top of that, Barry, you've got um, you've got players who struggle when crowds get on the back. You know what I mean? They've got at the minute they've got a license to relax and and enjoy the games. You know that there's no um, there's no pressure from away fans, home fans. You know, home fans. You know that it's uh, good players are coming to the table a little bit. You know that um, I think everyone gives Jack Greenish quite a lot of stick. I'll use him as an example, but. He's quite busy. He's getting the ball a lot more. You know what I mean? Yes, he's getting brought down because he's a he's a game changer on his day. But
0: yeah, I do like yeah.
2: that the, the, the good players are coming to the table and, uh, and the technical side of it is probably stepping up a little bit better. But you know what I mean? If will that continue when the fans come back? I'm mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. Sure, the, the um,
3: temporary games have been a bit like they say preseason, like, like a crazy game. Yeah. The, the, the teams are not, are not going for it how they, how they would be on a normal, a normal match day. So, and that's why I think it's difficult,
2: like I say, to motivate the, the players out there. Yeah. Well, I think Sky and I think TV uh, and obviously the Premier League and the EFL, you know what I mean? They're desperate to get the games on. They're desperate to, um, to get a bit of normality back. You know, that obviously it has to happen. Um, Promotion and relegation, because you can't have the Premier League having more teams next season. Um, Liverpool had to win the league. Um, Leeds United have got to be given an opportunity to get promoted. For me, you know what I mean. If, if they didn't, it would have been an absolute travesty. Because you know what I mean, you know. And even Brentford, for example, they're, they're on an absolute uh, roller coaster of a season. If they don't get promoted this season, potentially they're going to lose all the players because they're going to get good moves because they've had a good season and they're very good footballers and they deserve an opportunity for me to play in the Premier League. And if that's that's winners, second or playoffs. Then I hope they do it because uh, you know I mean that's just an example, but you know it just shows how, how important it is to our football back. You
3: know, a, 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 a Fulham player, I <laughs> rather Fulham got but I know he's tight at the top. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> going to be. It's going to be enthralling,
2: though, Barry, isn't it? You know that. You know what I mean if I uh, you look at look at teams on paper, you know what I mean Fulham have got an amazing squad. You know what I mean Scotty's Scotty's a great coach. You know what I mean young, but he's you know what I mean he's got potential to be everything. Yeah. He's, he handles himself really well. You know what I mean I knew him. Uh, years ago, when he was coming through at Charlton, you know he's had a great career, and he's just he's just just took management just like a breath of fresh air. And um, you know, when you've got someone like Mitrovic leading the line, um, you've got a chance. You know, I know the struggles on Saturday without him a little bit, and obviously the scored last kick uh, oh, no, from the yeah. set piece. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. But you know, if you can keep your best players, you know, what I mean we've said this about Calabresi, uh, um Mitrovic. Uh they've always got Kearney they've, it, Yeah, yeah Kenny, you know, what yeah, I mean the board, captain who yeah, scored, yeah. scored the winner in the playoff final last time they went to the playoff final. Yeah, so yeah. They've got a, they've got a chance. They've, they've been there. They wore the t-shirt. So let's, uh, let's wait and see. Yeah, exactly. will massive.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to the what you were saying, and about the crowd noise, the artificial crowd noise. I um got a slightly different take on it, only slightly, but what I um I've watched some with with some without the crowd noise, um. First of all, I think it seems to work better on the BBC. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's the way they edit their highlights or they do something with it compared to the live games I've seen. There's been quite a big difference. If you watch some of the the clips on BBC's website, for instance, the crowd noise seems very much more in line with what's going on. So I don't know if they're doing something with the edit afterwards. But also, when I watch the Cardiff games, the crowd noise seems a lot better and I don't know whether that's because I'm more familiar with all the chants. Yeah. So it feels like natural to hear those chants all the time. Whereas, and I found myself forgetting that there was no fans there. Whereas when I've watched some other games and I'm sort of less familiar with the chants, even though you recognise the general sort of the rhythm of them or whatever. It's, um, so I do wonder whether it's, that plays a part into how people interpret it or enjoy it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I, I I agree. You know, I, mean, I think one thing at one point I will make um, is what's really being clever is is what clubs have done uh, around the around the seating area, putting the big banners and the commercial side, and some some have put uh, pictures of supporters and things. And I think it's really imaginative. I think it's really really good, and it it, it makes each club individual. You know, that some Man United, for example, have done it to probably. Um, Advertise all the sponsors, which is which is fine. And uh, Leeds United, for example, uh, the last game I watched, put supporters' faces and famous faces, people pay to have the picture on, and that's just that's just great, you know, because it it gives you an opportunity to 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 showcase what the club's all about. Is it a family club? Is it a business? And um, yes, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's everyone to their own. But going back to your point, I think it's a it's for me, it's 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 whatever you want to do, you know. I've 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 done everything. I've watched the Germany games with no fans. I watched the Germany games with Obviously, the crowd noise. I watch the Premier League on mute. I've just tried everything to see what, 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 what I like. I've tried this. Watch along. But listen, you know what I mean? It, I think it depends what game it is as well. And I, I don't know. Like Barry says, you know what I mean? But when there's a mistake, sometimes I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to I listen again for another mistake. Cause I'm just, I just think it's funny. So, it's just, it is just what it is.
1: Championship no, football has yeah. been better, um, by the way, without fans, I've got to say, than the Premier League. I've enjoyed the championship much, much more. Than um, than the Premier League stuff, so I don't know I whether the because it's over or whether I think games are because... starting
2: to get better though because I, I well I'll use Newcastle for example, Newcastle West Ham the other day, Newcastle West Ham don't really attack very much, um, you know because they're both in in in, in a similar position. Um, Newcastle don't create chances, but the game the other day was just, just it was like it was a game or a friendly game, just attack against defense, and um, you know if games can be like that, then people are going to get the the excitement back a little bit, and because the, you know I mean as long as teams as long as teams aren't Fighting for relegation like the Villas and the Norwich, you know what I mean. Hopefully, teams can play with no fear and uh, and do what Southampton did yesterday and just and take the game to a to a top side, you know. True, true, very true, very true, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so the next bit of uh, uh, news, which we've got or story, which we are going to discuss, um, Mason Greenwood of uh, Manchester United. Uh, being compared to a young Ronaldo and Rooney by Solskjaer and the media this last couple of weeks a lot. And to be fair, put, you know his performances have been incredible. Um, I'd also like to point out, before the England squads are named in a few months' time, that uh, me and Andy were discussing Mason Greenwood for the Euros before it was moved. And I said that Mason Greenwood should go as the, the Theo, Walcott, Theo Walcott of 2020. And uh, I think he will go now. But um, what's your thoughts? Because there's a lot of pressure, uh, Barry, to be putting on someone who's only recently turned 18 to start comparing him to one of the greatest players that's ever played the game, and probably the best English player that's ever played, uh, you know, for England and and in the Premier League. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's a big club as well. So, so, but he, he's he, and he's he, he has played really well. But, but it's, for me, it's still early days. Every time he's he, he's played, he's scored goals, and that. He's scored in, in 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 every competition he's played in. So the, the qualities are definitely there. But he seems level-headed as well. So fair pay to him. If he just keeps going the way he's going,
2: he will be a top top player, definitely. I think I think that the pressure that that managers put on him, though, you know what I mean, in that statement is is pretty steep and pretty, he doesn't need it, you know what I mean for me he could just play it down a little bit and, and give him the, the platform what he needs to do because I, I think the pressure of playing now for him is nothing you know what I mean, he's not playing in front of any fans, he's probably used to doing this in the youth team, in the reserves playing in, yeah. in at Old Trafford and nobody there when there's 75,000 fans at Old Trafford and he's doing it against Sheffield United and he misplaces a pass, potentially he's going to have 75,000 people on his back you know what I mean, because they're not used to people giving it, giving the ball away, but He's going to do it. He's going to make mistakes. This is a young player, Um, but it, it, this has given him, for example, an opportunity to uh, showcase his talent. Because, like Barry just said, there he's an excellent player. He's played in the Europa League, scored there, scored tons of goals in that. To be, to be fair, and he's played in the. Um, um, I don't. What, what cup is it now? Carling Cup. I'm going. whatever. What is it? Carling mm, Cup. What cup it Yeah, whatever cup it is now. It's <laughs> the, it's cup, it's the yeah, League yeah. Cup. In it, whatever, whatever cup. He scored goals in there. Yeah, he he League Cup. He's, he, he scored sure. against Brighton the other day. He scored, yeah, and he's, he's and he's he scored against Sheffield United a couple of goals. So his, his talents obviously, there, like Bobby said. But for me, keep the pressure off him because do you know when when the when the Beckham's were coming through, the Skulls, the Rashfords, um, even the Rooney's for you know what I mean. Yes, he, he came with a with the price tag, but nobody needs to get pressure and put on the put on the back yeah. and put on the shoulders. You know, you let him, let him enjoy it and for, for now because pressure can be a horrible thing, uh, especially at a football club like that It's a huge football club with huge expectations and hopefully doesn't have a negative effect on him. do
1: you think though uh-huh. that playing with no fans is going to help these whether it's him or other young players playing first team football for the first time and having a proper run of it? Do you think playing with no fans is actually going to help them settle because they get to play with the you know the first team regularly competitive games, but they haven't got that pressure of you know, a massive groan when there's a misplaced yeah, pass. Yeah. not I don't know
3: about helping them, but I think I think mm. I think it, 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 it would just encourage them to, 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 to do things how they probably wouldn't do on do, a normal match day. But they mm. like say said, the, the crowd mm. do play a big part in, in how people play, how people perform. And like you said, when things are not going right, can he can he turn it round? Well, I think he's mm. young enough to so.
2: Oh Barry, you, you, you know what I mean. You just you just stuck on a point there. What I like to make, you know what I mean, you had about a crowd. You know what I mean, having an effect on a, a player, having an effect on the game. You know what I mean. I, I couldn't think of anything worse than scoring a goal in a in a, in a competitive game without the without the fans being there. Because as a, as a centre forward, you just score goals. Barry, you know more than me. You scored miles more goals than I did. But you know what I mean. Imagine scoring a a big goal or a hat trick and, and nobody that nobody being there to celebrate. It would just be the most surreal thing. And it's it's. It just takes the edge off a little bit for me and I, and I do feel really sorry for those kind of plays what it's happening to you because? Oh, uh, 100%. That could be your last goal. It could be your last ever goal no, in football because you just never know for some people. So it's, you know what I mean? It does take it off a little bit for me.
1: Yes, 100%. So in one word, guys, um, will Mason Greenwood be in the England squad for the Euros next summer? Andy?
2: Uh, oh. No, not in the Euros, but I think he'll get an opportunity in the squad. Uh, Barry? Beforehand. I think he'd be in the squad.
3: I think I think if he uh, maintains his form I reckon he, he 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 might be a starter eventually.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um when you look at East what I think he scored 18 goals this season and when you consider the amount of games he's played um it's an incredible stat because he hasn't started, you know, he hasn't started every week. No.
2: Um but so we made the point though, didn't we, that if it was happening this summer. Harry Kane wouldn't have been fit, so there's nope. there's your main centre forward out 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 the, out the reckoning. So he would have had a massive opportunity to uh, to stake a claim and and have a place now because he's already one step up the pecking order. And if he's scoring goals, he's going to play or he's going to definitely be in the squad. So he's, you know, what I mean, with Harry coming back, um, you know, what I mean, and, and scoring a goal now and again, you know, what I mean, he obviously he's he's going to he's been out a while. It's going to take a while to get back. And Sterling scoring goals. it's it's sometimes young players need to be given the opportunity to play to to see how they can do. Sink or swim moments sometimes, I think. No, definitely. Yeah.
1: 100%. Um, and then the, the final story which we're going to discuss uh, looks like it's going to be the, the transfer saga of the season. Uh, Bayern Munich uh, saying that uh, Thiago Alcantara, but everyone knows him as Thiago, is leaving Bayern Munich in the summer um, when he signed for Bayern was um, like the never-ending transfer saga of was he going to go to Bayern, was he going to go to Man United, was he going to go to Liverpool and all these different teams. I think it looks like we're going to get it again. Um, I don't want to spend too long on it, but uh, Barry, first of all, do you rate him? And second of all, where would you think would be a good fit for him to go?
3: Yeah, I think he's a quality player. I think he he controls... Tempo in most games, and that so I think. Um, I, I'm being a Spurs fan, I, I like to come to Spurs, but I don't think that's an option. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it, it probably will go to, to, to probably Liverpool and 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 both to them, even though they're champions, they, they're gonna try and push on from there. I think.
1: What about you, And?
2: Um Will Pep will Pep second take him, take him to Man City with Silver leaving? You just you know what I mean to fill a gap. It's just yeah listen, is is the world's his oyster. If he wants to go to Juventus, if he wants to try his, his, his luck in the Premier League and you know what I mean, it's 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 the place to be and um listen, wherever he goes, he's gonna make he's gonna make that team go to another level. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if that if he if he like Barry said there, if he goes to Liverpool, He's gonna. For me, he'll go into that side. He'll, he'll push him on another level. You know what I mean? If it's if it's Cedric uh, Kader off instead of Jordan Henderson, he's going to take somebody's place because he is that special and he keeps the ball really well. He can see a pass and he can dom- dictate and dominate games. So you know what I mean? Why wouldn't the best clubs in the world want to take him?
1: Hundred percent. Um Johnny Wish just texted me because he said he can't get into the YouTube chat. Uh, he dm me on Twitter and he said that he thinks that Tiago will go to. Uh, Man United and play alongside Bruno Fernandes and Pogba. Um, I don't think he'll go there. To be honest with you, um, I don't think they need him. He's not the type of midfielder which they need currently. However, that's some midfield trio, Johnny. Um, just before we go into the to Barry's career, now we move on from this. There is a couple of questions, uh, so we'll get get them in now. Uh, Rob Boyle asked, uh, he said, talking of characters, Barry, what was uh, Mohammed Al-Fayed like?
3: Uh, He was a chuckle and uh, he he, he used to come in the changing room and and he used to say to us, um, have we got big balls? And uh, we're we're like, what do you mean? He said, like, for the game, big balls, big balls, big balls. And we said, oh, are we ready for the game. Of words, and we're like, yeah, yeah, always ready in that. But yeah, he was a character. We we um spent we spent five five days down in um um five lakes, and he and he came down for a couple of days. So he spent a, a couple of days. But yeah, he he, he transformed the, the club, and he transformed the whole place in that. But he, he 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 was a good man to have around.
1: And um, James asks Barry, who's the best player that you've played alongside? <laughs>
3: Best player alongside, I've got to say, Louis Louis Sahar. and I'm One I'm talking about but yeah, I'm talking about best player, not not best striker, but along with best player because he, he and he had it all. He, he had two great feet, great
2: pace, strength, and he could score score a goal or two. Yeah. Did you see the potential in him, Barry? Did you see you know I mean, did you see the, obviously the, the career he had, the moves he got? Um, you know, what I mean he, playing for Man United and, and fitting in, fitting into that side really well as well. Uh, by the way, exactly. Wayne, Wayne Rooney said the same thing because Wayne said that um, perfect strike partner because he took the pressure off him. He, he led the line really well and took the pressure off him. So you know, what I mean, he, he said similar things what like you're saying.
3: He played himself down. He he was in, He was like, oh, uh, because we. I'm, I remember we signed Steve Marley because Louis came in for two million quid and we signed Steve Marley for eleven million quid and. After the first training session, I'm like, Louis, I'm not being funny, but he can't even lace your boots, mate. And was Lou, like, no, he's good as he's well. But Louis always never gave himself credit because I, I thought he was he, he was a great, great player. And then Man United hardly makes mistakes, and when they buy someone, so buying yeah, was was yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And he went there.
2: But by his injuries, he, he would have been a, a legend there too. Yeah, well the thing is though, they always had that kind of player, didn't they? You know what I mean? So potential wise, like you said there, they never they never made a mistake for me buying a centre forward you know what I mean? The, 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 the mistakes they made predominantly were goal, goalkeepers, but um, you know what I mean? That 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 they had the big centre forwards, the Andy Cole's the Dwight Yorks, the Luis Suarez. the Vanisterois, you know what I mean? So that you know what I mean, they they did it forever. So you know what I mean, they fit that mold really, really well.
1: Yeah. And uh, final question yeah. then before yeah. we move on, uh, Barry. Al wanted to know. He said, uh, "Hi guys, how you doing?" Uh, Barry, who was your favourite strike partner to play with, and where was your favourite stadium to be in? He also asked who was the best manager which you played under, uh, which obviously you answered earlier.
3: Yeah, um, favourite strike partner would would, would be Louis, uh, because uh, we scored a load of goals in that championship season and and going up. And. Um, yeah it,
0: it, it was a quality squad um, being and we just, we just took, took,
3: took the championship championship that season
1: to yeah, move on to your career now bar um why uh, what I would like to know though first of all is um what's your very first football memory
3: um i'll probably say watching tottenham on tv hence why i'm i'm a tottenham fan and okay. um, um and yeah, we're, we're watching Tottenham and watching Tottenham style of play. Uh, I've got two older brothers, and one's a Liverpool fan and one's a, um, a West Ham fan. Uh, I shouldn't say West Ham, but Mix yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So we just, we just we just all like our, our different teams. So uh, mm. and I, I like the
2: way our Spurs play. We also all three. You haven't had much to shout about over the last what twenty-five years as well, have you? You know, what yeah. I mean, not all three teams have struggled. So, <laughs> the joys of being a football exactly. Fan. Yeah, the joys of being a football yeah, fan.
3: Bro, yeah, that's it. That's it. And we've never changed teams. Now I know fans never change teams, but as brothers, we're through thick and thin. we we, we stuck with our team for now. My my middle, middle brother's are very happy because.
2: Thirty years, you know, Liverpool's done it. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time, long time. Also, my first question then, is, I'm going to throw um, something at your um, supported club then, Barry. So, every time you played against Spurs, then, how did you feel then when you were playing against the team that you supported, the team that you grew up supporting? You know what I mean? Obviously, you you watched them, as you said as a kid the style of play. So, how did it feel to play at White Hart Lane or to play against? Um, your yeah, it, it
3: was a buzz. It, 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 it it was a buzz against them and I've got a decent record against uh, Tottenham as well because I think I've played against them maybe 15 times I think I've scored about 10 times so yeah. this is one of them clubs where I've I, I, I done well against hoping maybe one day yeah. I might have been signed there but I've, I've, I've got back to a story a brief story um, I think when I was at Bristol Rovers um, Tottenham were listed to come down to, to watch me and Holly Told me pre-game. This is probably the worst game I played in my life. <laughs>
0: honestly there's, the worst nothing, game I played in my life.
2: There's, and, uh, but I mean, there's and, nothing worse, is it? There? There's nothing worse than, than knowing something yeah. before a game. It's. Uh, I'm sure people like I do it on purpose. Then, then, do it on purpose to put you off. No, nah, but uh, Holly, the the, the,
3: the the manager, he he knew uh, I was a Tottenham fan, so he said to me, oh, "By the way, Tottenham will come down to, to watch you. So what do I do? Everything I don't usually do." Trying too hard to, to stand out, and it's probably the worst game I've played in my life. And that, so, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: James just asked there, he said, Um, did you ever celebrate scoring against Tottenham?
3: Funny enough, no, no, I didn't, I didn't, I just like, I, um, we, we, why was, it, why was, why was that, then Barry? Was that out, out of respect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my team. So um um, yeah. I'm, I scored um, when I was at Fulham we I scored a wide lane. We I scored two goals. We won three 0 Scored two, set up one, set, set up the um, third one, and I, I couldn't celebrate. And then yeah. Fulham printed a T-shirt. They Fulham printed a T-shirt because that was the one at the time. That was our best away win in, in the Premiership. And Fulham they printed a T-shirt and it had me. With stone faced and Boa sliding across me with his arms out, but my face was just just <laughs> stern. And so of the, the fans were showing me the t shirt. I said, "Yeah, well, I, I should have <laughs> smiled. I know, but it was just one, one of them things, really."
2: Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. That's what, that's what it is. Though, I, n- I never got an opportunity to play against. Uh, obviously, I support Middlesbrough. I was brought up as a Middlesbrough. And I was lucky enough to play for them, and I never, I never got an opportunity to play against them. And I'm pretty glad, really, in a way that, that I didn't. Uh, part of me wanted to, but then, if I did, I was I was probably the same mindset of um, what do you do if you score? What do you do if your team wins? And you know what I mean. Sometimes you you catch yourself in a in a tangle a mess. So sometimes it's best just to keep it keep it separate.
3: No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, fun, yeah. Where did um, where
1: did your football career start, uh, Barry? Like where where what was your first? Um sort of academy team or you, where you got spotted
3: I've ne- never done an you know, no academy team I um, was playing for a, a non-league team called Wills on Hawkeye and I represented the county but and I was still playing subs on a Saturday and I, I represented Minnesota County against Hertfordshire County and, and that's where Stevenage we, the Paul Faircup was the manager of the Hertfordshire team and um, I remember being on a coach driving the, to, to the game and, and the middle six coach is saying, don't worry, we're, we're, we're going to get you a move that and, and you, you, we're going to try and get you paid to earn to, to, um, playing instead of paying subs. So, and they said, if their manager tries to pull you after the game, and by the way, I was, I was playing um, left-back at the time. I, I went over always a striker. Wow. So, so and after the game... Has a, they said if, he, if, if their manager tried to pull you and after the game, I came in the change room. Paul Fairclough called me and my mate and said, "Do you want to keep paying subs or do you, you want to get paid?" And we're like, "Well, that's a no-brainer." So we got back in the coach with the, the Middlesex managers, and I said, "Well, he said we can come to come to Steven because he's a manager, Steven's plus the, the county." So that's where it started for me. Getting some. I'm not paying subs to to, uh, go in to 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 play for Stevenage.
2: What was he like, Barry Paul Fairclough? obviously he's got a good reputation. He was uh, obviously England's um, uh, like uh, England semi-professional England manager, wasn't he at the time as well? Like, so he's, yeah. he's, he's got yeah. a good, he's got a good, really good reputation about bringing players through. Because a lot of players that he's who's played under him have gone on like yourself to play bigger and better things at the top level. Yeah, yeah, he, he could more not motivate players are really well, and
3: he had this psyche in, in him that he get the squad together and get the best out of them. And he had a good coach as well, Paul Peterson, he was a assistant to him. And they had a system of getting players together and getting us playing well. So that's where it stemmed from. So like I said, I went there from playing left-back. But I think he wanted my mate more than he wanted me <laughs> because I was <laughs> playing left-back. And he he said, oh, I know you two are friends, so you, you can come along too. So we'll end up both us signing. My mate
2: Phil Simpson. So we end up signing together. Quality, quality. Um. So when you uh when when you obviously signed for Stevenage did you see this as an opportunity to step use it as a stepping stone, or did you think I've made it, or what 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 was what was your thought process well, involved it, when you said it, it was just it was just to to
3: play." At a level, because Stevenage were the league uh, below the conference at the time, yeah. And um and um and and, and so we we i up going there just for, for for the love of playing football. And someone's telling me they're going to pay me for it. So
2: yeah,
3: that was that was that was the turning point of thinking. Well, I, I love playing for football first and foremost.
2: Yeah. Someone turned around and said, instead of paying three quick subs, I will you to come and play. So. Well, exactly, and I think, and I think sometimes I think people forget um, the opportunity to go and play football and get paid for it as well. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a it's a dream. You know what I mean? That yeah, it's a hobby first and foremost, which you love doing, and then someone offers you a, it's, a it's just brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's healthy, your fitness. You know what I mean? It, the, the, the laugh and the, the the banter you have in the changing room. You know that it's second to none, and you never you can never get those that those times and, ch- and chances back. But um, so uh, going, going back to the beginning, then <laughs> Barry saw. So, did you think um, your first game at Stevenage would see you playing 800-plus games in your career when you first started out? Because you know what I mean? You always had a, an amazing career, a long career. Longer than probably anybody I've ever ever Still come going. across. But Yeah, well, exactly. It's never ended. Uh, but <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you think it was going to last as long as it did when you started? No, well, I, um,
3: I had to see it as just playing football. <laughs> yeah. So, the it, 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 way it's taken me, it's it just me, me just playing football like, like I've done from being a kid. Yeah. So I've, I've I've never looked at it as, as being a job. It's something I've always enjoyed, and I think that's why I've stayed in and and, and carried on playing to this day. And I'm, I'm gonna I've just signed up again for Mersham to, to be a um, player assistant manager again. So for for the the, the, the forthcoming season.
2: Yeah. So obviously being a uh, obviously, an extremely um, experienced player. I won't call you old because that's uh, disrespectful. Experience, Barry, that's what we like to be called, <laughs> isn't it? So experienced. Um, do do the young players look up to you? You know, I, mean, I spoke to somebody today about about a similar similar thing, similar experience. Do do, do players yeah, look up yeah. to you as as, as someone that, that could be a role model, or or do they do they just just go their own way and just do what they think's right? Right. So that's a funny thing because a lot of the youngsters
3: probably would not have heard of me. Yeah. So, yeah. so 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 a lot of the youngsters. Didn't didn't don't didn't know who I was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the youngsters, yeah. So so they didn't know who I was until like the coaches or, or the manager would say the levels I played at, and and they so they until they get told and they realise oh so I'm not just for sake of talking.
2: I've, I've got a bit of know how. Mm well i think I, and I, and I'd like to think that that the players will enjoy playing with you that you that you lead the line still really well and you and you and, and young players can bounce off you because you can't be that experience you can never get that experience back and um when young players come through and we had the same conversation ourselves with the other people, some, players some some kids think um that they've made that they've made it before they have and it's just sometimes a little bit disrespectful to experienced players
1: yeah I think experienced players sometimes they um Young young players can look at them in different ways, can't they? Sometimes they can look, be looked at as um, kind of people to go to for advice, and then I think sometimes other young players might look at them more as kind of in their space of the I know, team. Was just,
2: I just just saying that sometimes uh, sometimes obviously young players um, don't listen to the advice what's given them. Where you know the way that I was brought up, that I would always be seeing the experienced players as a as a, a go to role model. Um, listen to advice. Probably sit back and take take a step back and and, and learn from them instead of instead yeah, of right. yeah. in two, two feet myself. You know, it's the only way forward. So much.
3: And heavy players are different because some 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 players who have been coaching, they are listening to my every word and they and they take it on board and then they get them. have a bunch who just who just think, oh, he, he, he's talking again. He's talking again.
2: Yeah, but sometimes though, with, with, with that though, Barry, that you know, what I mean, that, that you, you said earlier on about Ian Holloway, and you obviously worked under some other unbelievable managers. But you listen to those kind of people out of respect, you know what I mean? And I like to think that when you're talking as a coach, or a manager, or assistant manager, or even as a player, experienced player, that that young players should be um, should listen and respect that as just an individual.
3: Yeah, you know, let's say some do, some don't. You, you, you can see them, them rolling their eyes and all sorts. Now you, you think. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here just to, 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 to appease you. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm here to help you. Totally, mate. So let's let's move back then. So obviously, we spoke to you about um, Stevenage. Um, obviously, in total, you, you scored a total of well, if you if you read the statistics, do you know how many goals you scored in total, Barry? If, without me, without me reading it out Four. for everybody. No, I don't. I don't. am not. Uh, so apparently, it's 238 no, goals. 238 goals, which is just. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So for me, I work it out as what a goal every probably just under three games, which is for a of forward that's unbelievable. Um, so have you got a favourite goal from your career? Uh, a favourite moment? So favourite a favourite goal? What's meant the most to you? Um, I think I
3: think um, my first goal in, in, in the league for Bristol Rovers. I think um, that that put me on the map, and that, um, um, getting a move from Stevenage to from. Conference to League One, and people saying, "Well, and and it's a big gamble." And uh, really, really really can he play at this level? And and scoring on, on your debu- debut, debut, there's, there's no better feeling, really.
2: Um, so obviously, you said that about being a gamble. So potentially, it was a gamble. Did you did you feel the pressure? Obviously, with the difference in. Um, the conference in, in in league 1 did you did you see the standard of a, of a, of another level
3: um um i i felt like i i acclimatized really well to it and on on my debut as well i got i got man of the match and i felt like oh i've i've, I've done myself proud and i i, 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 went, I, I wasn't at my depth. i didn't i didn't feel like i, I shouldn't be here and in the game where I played, I think I showed that, and then and then, and then I ended up scoring in my next two games as well. So that's like through and bounce. So that's settled me in, and I thought, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good enough for, for this level. Sometimes you you can doubt yourself and think, well, how am I good enough? Now I was in the conference last
2: last season. Yeah, well, I think I I don't think sometimes it's you doubting yourself. I think it's other people probably putting. <laughs> Putting doubt in your head, um, I think it's uh, probably. Um, no, I wouldn't even say support. It's probably the media sometimes putting more pressure on you, the expectation. But you said earlier on about uh, Ian Holloway, so was Ian Holloway a huge factor at Bristol Rovers um, with obviously the, 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 the way you played? So what, the, yeah, so massive. How did he? How did he affect? I came across him as, a, as an opposition manager, and he was he was amazing. You know what I mean? His his respect after defeats coming in the uh, away changing room, home changing room. After the playoff final, came to see all of us, shook all of our hands. He was amazing and I, and I've, oh, I've yeah. always remembered certain moments. So, you mean, the respect of the man, you know what I mean, regardless of people's opinion and the way he handles himself in certain certain situations, but the man himself for me, second to none. But how did he affect your yeah, career then? You.
3: Right, so, um, the, the season I went to Bristol Rovers, he, he tried to buy me the, the, the year before uh, and they couldn't agree a fee. So, he called me and said, if you're still there next year... I'll be coming to, to um, get you, and I'll, I'll stay at Steamridge for for that next season. And true to his word, he he came in, and 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 like Bristol Rovers, like I said, we we were tipped to go down. And when 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 I was on the train going up to Bristol, I had about three phone calls from three different clubs saying, "Don't sign yet." we've got this, we've got that, and, and blah, 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 And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to speak to them. I'm, no one fights straight away when they go. And, and, so I said, and I went with, with my brother to, to go to Bristol. And I went there, and as soon as I went there, he was saying, this is the deal. I can safely say, I can, I can say this to, I was in the same money, when I was on on, on that at that I pushed the rollers, so it wasn't a money factor. It was yeah. just to go to step higher, just to just, just to see if I can and uh, uh, improve myself. And he him come back a year later. True, his word. Made made my mind up that I I'd pay for this man Joe.
2: <laughs> uh, fascinating, Osai. Fascinating about uh, Ian Holloway. You know that I, I said that, that I said that about. Um, about my uh, interactions with him, um, you know, he's like mad as a box of frogs. You see him dancing around the touchline, changing rooms area, um, but you know, I mean, like he's he's one of the old guard, and he's one of the one of the probably the nicest people you meet within football. And um, I put him probably in the same ilk as a uh, Neil Warnock. You know that he's a, a championship manager um, extraordinaire that he comes and helps clubs um, from the doldrums a little bit, and uh, as a low league. Um, Expert, so um, fascinating. though what what Barry says yeah, about man, um, and I what think he said there the about, about about
1: for young players to learn from. Like, well, exactly. Now, well, as a player, you know what, as a you know what, assistant player manager, do you know? Do
2: you know what's a breath of fresh air for me when he said there that he moves he moves to League One from the conference for no more money, and then becomes a professional footballer. I just think it's yeah. it's it's it, that will never happen nowadays. You know that that people are, are motivated by money not motivated by playing anymore, which is disheartening. Um, it's obviously not nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just refreshing to hear from Barry. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely mate. Um, oh, and hopefully we'll get Barry back now. He's, um, he's on holiday. So he's, he's, uh, he's down in his, uh, in his caravan. So he's, his connections not great. Unfortunately, there's not much we can do about that from a technology point of view. Um, so what could we talk about? Let's talk about Middlesbrough's results for the for the weekend, mate. What did you make of that?
2: Um, the result was probably better than the performance, which probably says it all. Uh, and um, if I was the kind of person to sit here and swear, uh, and I probably I, I, listen, this is a desperate time and desperate measures are, are needed. You know that they brought in um, they brought in a manager to change, change things around. Um, he did a really good job in his first game he's listen he can only work what he's got um, and this is this is the thing you know I, mean, I put a post out on um, Saturday uh, Sunday sorry Sunday even after the game and people are saying things about the manager people are saying things about uh, the chairman the ex-manager and one thing that people are forgetting here and not mentioning is the players the players have got to take huge responsibility let's be let's not make make no clans about it you know that the players run a football club because players are the most important people there, and if, if players underperform, the club underperforms, and the club suffer. Um, and at the minute, I don't know why, but too many players are underperforming. Um, they're not putting the performance levels in what they need, and um, and, and and they are where they are. You know that um, at the minute the, the table does look bad. Um, obviously, being in the bottom three, but I'm hoping Millwall this week. Uh, and they, they can get out of it because I don't see it as, a, as an option. Um, you know this this Wigan thing's hanging over everybody. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I have heard is if they stay up, or they're not sorry if they don't go in the bottom three, they're going to get twelve points deducted, so they will go down. If they do finish in the bottom three, uh, then the, the points are going to get carried on for next season in League One. I, I, listen, just make a decision, and and the teams can. Can just plan for the season because this season is the most important season. We've 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 had too much disruption, um, so we just need to carry on. You know, it's just it's, it's not right. So just end it there and move on. Right now. Uh, we were uh, obviously we were talking about Ian Holloway and uh, um, the Ian Ian Holloway factor. Um, how imperative he is for a football club. How, how important he was for you. Um, so what was he? What was it yeah. like to play for? What was his What was his strengths and what was his weaknesses if he had any? I think his strength was. Um, getting players to, to um, play to their
3: uh, maximum uh, potential, and not and not be be scared to, to, to uh, make a mistake. And he would and he would he, he would encourage the lesser players just to do their job or, or, or what they're there for. If you're not if you if you're not a good head of the ball, I, I don't I want you to, to be doing that job. If you're a great passer, getting the ball and pass the ball. So there were times when when um, he would he would encourage the, the senior players to have a word with the, the the rest of the team instead of him doing it, and and, and, and the players would, would, would take that on. But um, yeah, he, and he would
2: motivate us from 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 start to finish as well. He he, he was a, a great manager. I think some people get confused sometimes about, about the difference between a coach and a manager. That obviously, managers more, for me, managers motivate, they get the best out of people. Coaches do all the stuff on the training ground. And for me, Neil, Neil, um, sorry, Neil Warnock, in a similar mould uh, to Ian Holloway, that they get the right people around them. You know what I mean? That, that, that they play to their strengths, so they get the coaches around them, the best people around them, uh, and then they get the best out of the, out of the players because training ground is important. Yes, it is. But match day, when the players go over that white line, as long as if they're running through a brick wall for the football club, they've got an opportunity. You know that I've just been speaking about um, when you were backlogging on about um, uh, about Middlesbrough. Uh, that you know what I mean. That uh, Jose Mourinho could be managing Middlesbrough at the minute, and he wouldn't be able to make a difference because players players at the minute you know, I exactly, are not doing what yeah. they should be doing. So you know what I mean. It's a it's a, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Ian Holloway gets people to run through a brick wall, which for me is just the best um, best policy and the best way to be as a manager.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And as long as the players trust the manager, like they say manage the players. He, he doesn't have to, to be on the training, be coaching and Manage the players and that in individually, and that's what um, Holloway done
2: uh, for me and uh, and, and the team I played for uh, with him. So obviously, Barry, you've uh, you've got a really good relationship with him. Um, you know, what I mean, as, a, as as a player, you know, what I mean, he obviously came to you before one of the games and told you that. Um, obviously, Spurs were coming to watch her, etc. So, um, when you dis- when you chose to leave, or when obviously offer came on the table, was 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 the relationship between you that good that he, he was happy for you to go and leave and go on to Pastors new to progress forward?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think the club on a the whole they was happy, but uh, as soon as uh, funny enough, the, the season finished, and then um, and then um, Bristol City. I put in a, a two million pound bid for me,
2: and that was the first bid that came in, uh, to the club.
0: And, was, that, um, was that
2: allowed, Barry? Is that what would that how would that have gone down, Bristol Rovers? Bistler um, City. Um, there you go. So, but, but me, how oh, was a, a
3: gassed Bristol Rovers player, and 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 the, the club accepted the bid. The Rovers accepted the bid because. They they bought me for two hundred fifty thousand, and within a year they're getting the two two million pounds. So they 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 were happy for for me, and they called me in and said, "We've had a bid, Bristol City," and I said, "No."
2: Fair play. What you said? No, no just because it was rival.
3: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because I I I saw myself. I loved Bristol Rovers. I I saw myself uh, as a gas said. As as the Rovers fan as well, so, and I said no, so so I turned it down, and um, I started the season with with Rovers, and then I think it was November. Having started fairly well, the start of season, Fulham came in, and I'm a Londoner. So yeah. it was a it was, it was a no brainer. I'm, I'm 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 coming I'm coming back to um, London uh, and I'm coming to a club
2: that 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 is growing as well. But obviously, when you signed when you signed at Fulham, Barry, did you did you ever imagine they would they would ever end up where they are? Obviously, where they are now and where they went to. Because when you took when you went when you went there, there were um, obviously a few divisions outside where the where the where they wanted to be, where the where the chairman and manager yeah. wanted to be. But they were and, everything was in place. Wasn't that's the funny. And
3: and uh, yeah, exactly. And that's a funny thing, right? So that season, we was in the same league, League One, and we both lost in, in our playoff games. So my my theory was, if they'd have won it, if Fulham had won it and gone up they probably would not have bought me. Right,
2: okay. So yeah.
3: we, we both lost in the playoffs. They lost to Holden and, and we lost to Northampton. Yeah. And 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 um and um. And I think I, I think if Fulham had gone up, they probably wouldn't have, have come back down and, and bought me. But we was in the same league when they bought me in League One, and 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 that's where we we we, we grew, grew from there and pushed them from there. When
2: you uh, when, you, when got, you went to Fulham, Barry, you played uh, with Chrissy Coleman, uh, Paul Pescu-Salido, which is the best name, guys, yeah. best 100%. best name ever, by the way, in football. Uh, but obviously, these times were, were Fulham with with with, uh, with obviously King Kevin as, as your gaffer. Um, how did how did you settle in there straight away? Um, I, I found it tough. I, um, I think I think the the, the price tag of them
3: might have paid a, paid a part in that. Um, I went from to, from paying subs to, to get sold for two hundred fifty thousand, then to get bought for, um, for two million quid. And, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it was it, it was it was a whirlwind. Yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't adjust I didn't adjust well initially at Fulham and that and. I think the fans thought I came to take Peshi's place, so um, um, on my debut, I got booed by my my um home fans.
2: for, for what, was hard.
3: For what reason, Barry? Because they they thought I came to take Pesha's place, and Peshi was the the, the, um, the, the um, fans' favourite, and I, I don't think he, we 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 played. My debut. I don't think Pesh was fit, or or, or Keegan left him out. So they, um, when my name got announced, number fifteen, Barriels started booing. My brother was there, and he, and he's like, Why are they booing him for? What's he done?" And then I was trying to explain to him that. So I had to win the 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 DM fans over as well.
2: But isn't that isn't that football law, Barry? That you know what I mean? Obviously, you were there for 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 a few years that. Steve Marley came in, Louis Boulmouar came in, um, Louis Saha came in, um, other other centre Carlisle Riedler came in. That they all came in to potentially take your place. So it's 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 just football, is it not?
3: Yeah, exactly. It's part and parcel. But um, having making your debut and being booed by your home fans, it, it, it did affect me. It did affect me, and I'm, I don't think I scored after four or five games. It, it did it. It did affect me. At one point, my brother was saying to me, "You must leave," and I, I don't don't understand it. But um, it worked itself out, and and then, then, um, scoring my first goal, that that settled settled everything.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, enhanced technology, mate. Yeah. And uh, there's not much, nothing we can do about it. No. Um, So I think what we might uh, might have to do is um kind of call it a day soon. Um, yeah. Any anybody and, got any questions Yeah, get would some like questions us to answer. in. Yeah. Get some questions yeah. in we'll do them now. Any and, any questions
2: um, and we'll wrap it up. And
1: then I got a few I got a few ideas we'll make up we'll do um we'll do a makeup show and um we'll get Barry back on.
2: If we get if we get if we get uh if we get seven good questions in here I will announce who's on the show next um oh. Next oh. Week. Oh. Oh,
1: oh, oh. Now that is exciting because I cannot wait and people say I'm anti-liberal.
3: Wow. See, I can't, <laughs> keep secret, <laughs> can't keep a secret, mate, uh. can't keep a secret. i have some
1: questions. Uh, let's have a look. Will
2: Cardiff make the playoffs? Um, listen, we... Um... We spoke about this on uh, on Friday, and I was getting a little bit. I thought I was a little bit hard done by in the group on in the in the in the chat, saying that um, Derby County would be in the playoffs by the time the weekend was finished. Well, Derby drew and Cardiff won, so Cardiff are four points in the playoffs at the minute. Um, Do I think they're going to make it? If they don't, it'll be a travesty from this position they're in, they've got themselves into because they're on, they they're, they're in form, um, they're confident, the big players are coming to the table. By the way, uh, the Joe Rolls, they're keeping clean sheets. I've been so impressed with Smithy's in goal. I think he's um, he's really taken his uh, his chance, have not he? Definitely. Do you know he started the season? Uh, we both questioned it. I'll be honest. I, I was I was really questioning it. Edwards got his, own, where, his opportunity, um, and then he's back in. So for me. Play the play the best players who who deserve to play. Barry, you back again? <laughs> <rest of> the- <laughs> Hello, Here Barry. I'm back again. Good lad. Here we go.
3: No, we were talking about. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we no, we were talking about um players coming in and, and
2: taking players. Yeah, spots Yeah, the, the, I just yeah I just think uh I just think it's part and parcel of football. You know that we had the same conversation uh on on Friday night's show uh about Cardiff City that uh obviously we got promoted via the playoffs and. I was lucky enough to score the winning goal, but in, in my Cardiff City career, that was the worst thing that happened to me because I scored a goal which got us promoted and we were bringing better players in. And it was just, it, you take it on the chinks, part and pass the football. And I, I just think supporters, if they want the football club to progress and get to another level, Barry Hales did that by taking Fulham to another level. And then Louis Sahar and Steve Marley and everybody else took the club to another level. And it's just, it's just the joys of football.
3: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So say clubs grow. It, 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 they're building, building yeah, stuff. Course, yeah. Clubs, yeah clubs, clubs grow, and and and, and yeah. then and then, and then people. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'd like I'd like to talk to you about, about Kevin Keegan because you know what I mean. Obviously, as a, I think as a centre forward, you know what I mean. You're always. Uh, he, my my dad told me everything about Kevin Keegan, and I've seen all the videos of Liverpool, and when he went to Hamburg, and uh, and obviously Newcastle, and, and and as a manager, and yeah. you know what I mean. But what what was he? What was he like as a man, and and, and what was he like to work for? Oh,
3: it, it was brilliant. I, I, I got a story. So my first week signing for, for um, Fulham, my car it was in the garage. So I I, I got the the train to um training. So as we, we um had a meal after training, uh, and I said, "Oh, I need a lift to the station." And he said to me, Where's your car? I said, I was in the garage for a couple of days. So he said to me, No, instead of um 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 instead of going to take the train, take my car for for a few days. So I was I was at the club for a couple of days and Kevin Keegan boy me in his car for um like three or four days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hero, Hero, saviour. Well, do you know, and do you know what though? Those kind of things are that you remember because they yeah, exactly. yeah, help, exactly. help, yeah, yeah. help you settle in. Because if you didn't have that, you would have been lost. You you're stuck in a in a new club. You're stuck in a, in a, in a place where you you know what I mean. You're, you you just just seem just a better way yeah, to settle yeah, in. Yeah, than yeah. The, than, yeah, yeah. No no, no, no. I mean, yeah. So, so players players will
3: come in. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Okay. Um, there was a couple but, more questions in there. Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah I was going to say, how many? How many more questions? I've answered two. I've answered two.
1: So. Uh, martin has got. has Le- got. has got Martin's, a good question. Who offers the best broadband? <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be working. Uh, and Richie says, "Can he move his caravan?" Um, EE
2: EE EE. You just get a sponsor in there. Yeah. EE broadband is the best.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so, it. Um, who else we got? Uh, Leslie says, "Will Leeds bottle it in the last few games and end up in the playoffs like most seasons?" Probably,
2: I would think so. I don't think they will. You know, I don't think they will. Do you know, we, we always speak about uh, Paddy Bamford, right? Uh, and he's going to be Paddy, a hero isn't he after all the grief we've given him Paddy's, Paddy's scored 2-2 two and, two, and he's just starting to find form at the right time and um, I think uh, West Brom will bottle it I, I, I do I don't know why I've just got a feeling they, that haven't, um, like, um,
1: they haven't hit the ground running have they since the no, restart that seems no, to have really think... taken the wind out of their sails whereas Brentford and, you know what? and
2: Leeds look pretty yeah. good we're on about players who respond to fans and I don't know every team's different side Middlesbrough mm. you know what I mean different ends of the table yes but Middlesbrough they need Warnock at the moment mate. I don't know what they need. They need a um they need a miracle. They need to beat Millwall on um uh through the week that's what they need.
1: Well I said they were going to go down, didn't I? Um Middlesbrough the in our show the other day. Yeah. But um
2: yeah. I'll be a travesty Kirk. if it'd be a travesty if they do. Um, I really don't, mate. I really. do. will be a, you. It'll, it'll be a, uh, Listen, it'll be a travesty if they do. But some, listen, teams, uh, teams sometimes take a step back to to take five, five forwards. You know that, that if that's what's got to happen, that's what's got to happen. I'll be I'll be devastated if, if they do because it's my club and and I, and I still live in the area. But listen, you know, I mean, no one's got the divine right and deserves to stay up after the season that they've had. So. You've got to take it on the chin. Sometimes I'm old enough, daft enough to um to understand what, yeah. what's involved. What's involved in football?
1: Uh, Kelly says she'd rather have West Brom in the playoffs than Brentford, and I agree with that. I got to say, which is weird because West Brom have got a fantastic team, but I'd rather yeah. play Brent. Rather play them well, than Brentford. listen,
2: Si, we, we we spoke about we spoke about Brentford, and we spoke about Ollie Watkins, and we spoke about. James, uh, the, the, the attacking players, the attacking threat, and even defensively with the with Janssen, um that the, they've they've got a real good balance and and mm. and 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 I'm, I'm be honest, I'm, I'm so surprised in where it's come from because um, I didn't see them coming anywhere near at the start of the season. I see them as a nice club. I see them play some lovely football and attacking football, but the season what they're having, just, you know what I mean? They play Charlton on Tuesday, and I don't see anything apart from. Um, a Charlton win, and you know what mm. I mean. If and uh, sorry, a Brentford win, and if uh, they win there, um, you know what I mean. They close the gap again, and that's what mm. they need to do. You know, I know West oh, Brom mate. won yesterday, but it's it's just going to get it's going to go it's going to go down the wire. I believe. 100
1: percent, mate. Um, right, I'm going to put Barry back in now. We'll have one last go. See if we can uh, get this going. If um, if we struggle, then um, we'll put Barry wrap...
2: What we're going to do? We're just going to hit some hit some hit some questions for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, so if people want to just jump some questions in the chat and then um, we'll get some questions to finish off um, and hopefully the connection will stay stay true. I've got a couple of questions right. for him. Right.
0: Hi, all right. You,
3: uh, oh, yeah.
2: back, <laughs> sorry, sorry, it keeps,
1: it keeps. yeah, No, are yeah. right,
2: it's technology. It just, it just keeps. Sorry, mate, we're going, to, uh, we're going to ask, we're going to get some questions um, from... Obviously, the viewers and things and, and some questions we've got from ourselves, mate. So, um, I've got two questions from uh, a friend of yours, uh, from Jamie. I won't, I won't name his saying it, but you know what we're talking about. Uh, his first question is, Barry, says, uh, how many hours did it take you to grow your beard? <laughs> oh,
3: see, I'm, this, this is the first time I've had a beard in my life. So, um, I, I don't know how to treat that. But it, it, it is a lockdown beard, so... For
2: thirteen weeks, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I have the same as mine, but mine's not as good as yours. Mine's, uh, mine's well, to be honest, it's quite similar. Um His second question is: um, <laughs> yeah, is, are. Uh, <laughs> is Are you scared or allergic of mosquitoes? Um I wouldn't say I'm scared or allergic, <laughs> but <laughs> tell the story, Barry. Tell um, us a story.
3: <laughs> yeah. Tell us the story. We we we, um, we, um, uh, we went to Thailand, and um, I I bought this net, and uh, I, I got told if, if I sleep in the net, I won't get bitter than there. And um, so, yeah, from head uh, to toe, I slept in the net for uh, one night, and then I realised no, that's not the way forward. And a few of <laughs> the boys came in and saw me.
2: <laughs> but Barry, I'll bear in mind that this is uh, this is this is your. Did you win it twice? You won the World Cup twice. Three times. Three times. Three times. Sorry, yeah, Dad, yeah, that's three, apologies. Yeah, yeah. Jamie won it twice. Yeah, um, three-time yeah, 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 World was, Cup winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamie on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so to tell everybody what's that all about, because that's, that's obviously a very good tournament for for players who, who come out the game and things. So obviously you're obviously are still in the game, but tell people what that what that's
3: yeah. about. Well, listen, a, a tournament based in Thailand, and it's um, countries get an invite, and there's normally about eight to ten countries, and a lot of them have got um, hex players from from from. Uh, Around their around their countries and that, and, and we and we represent England, and it's and it's a, a, a good workout. It's it's based over playing playing times based over like six days, and you're playing five five of them days and that, which, which is a bit strenuous on the body and that. But but it, it's a, it's it, it, it's called a senior World Cup. It, it won't obviously we we was meant to play. Last month, but because of the end of the virus, and that's been cancelled. So, maybe we'll probably go back home next year and give it a go again.
2: So, is um, you know, I mean, is like tell us some of the players who played because obviously I, I know of them and I like I know yeah. I know quite a lot of players that went. But tell 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 the viewers that the kind of players that went
3: well. Um, Peter Bigree played mm-hmm. Andy top, and Han Tyler, top player, yeah. Um, Mark Saunders is played for the Jillian as well. We we had. Dion Burton playing um, last year Sean Davis came uh, last year too Um, and yeah it's a good squad that that we we, we got to the final but we lost to the final and and Iran they're normally a strong squad as well and they got a lot of ex ex ex-players as well so they're fairly strong so and you, you got like some America, Scotland, um, Taiwan, Japan,
2: and Australia. So yeah, it, it's a good. Mix. Apparently, Barry, you missed out your two best players, your two your two strike partners from that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
3: oh, sorry, Jamie Clark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, pricey. Pricey, <laughs> yes. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, chaps. <laughs> Pricey, yeah. That, that's my roomie. Pricey, Pricey, he's, he's, he's my roomie as well. How can I miss out? Pricey and Clarky.
1: Um, okay, and um, by uh, James asks, what's the best moment in your career? Um the best moment.
3: Would probably I'd, I'd say the best moment is reaching the 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 um, Premiership with Fulham and and, and getting to, to, um, grace the grace to Premiership from coming from where I come from non league and, and 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 making that journey through the leagues and and and, and making it as I say had uh, to to the promised land
2: which is the Premiership. I've got a question for you. My question, my question is: um, So, what gives you? What what keeps you going now? So, what what gives you the appetite to keep playing now? With the, obviously, at the, the, the right old age you are now. So, why still play? I, I love playing. I
3: love I love uh, being on a pitch. I love running around, and uh, I, I, I do play. I, I'm, uh, and I'm involved in two vets vets teams as well. But um, um, the the um, level I'm at with, with, with motion step three. I can uh, contribute at a uh, level. I just love playing and and being on the pitch as well. So, as much as I, I like coaching the, the um, youngsters and and helping them helping them along their journey,
2: yeah. I love have uh, been on the pitch as well. Is that key then, Barry? Is it? So obviously, as long as you can, um, as long as you can contribute, you're going to still carry on and play. You know what I mean? Until until the day that you can't contribute or you feel yeah, you can't yeah. contribute.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, when I um, so when I left Cheltenham, my last pro club at 38. So when I left Cheltenham, I was like, well, if the phone don't ring, and then I'm uh, I won't play. But uh, there was calls, saying to come play from from um, Truro and then and then I carried on playing. I carried on playing. I went well, array of non-league clubs, St Albans. Chesham, Halsley Town. So yeah, I, I, and I just love playing. So, and I'm, I, I, I've been fit enough to touch wood that to that term and maintain that.
2: What's uh, what's recovery like? Because uh, obviously I played, um, I played up to forty, um, and it was recovery for me that so I'd play on a Saturday and I, and I'd be get the Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, and I still struggle. And then obviously trying to do the same thing again, so it would be recovering yeah. off for me. Yeah. Um, I,
3: I'm, I've been quite lucky because sometimes I'd play on a Saturday and then the, 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 the manager would say, oh, don't train Tuesday. I'd be like, well, I'm fine. And he'd be like, sure. i will say, yeah, I'm fine with that. So I'll, I'll take part. My my thing is, and after a game, this is going to sound really funny, but I need a hot bath after a game. And that's what gets my my body back into its mould and that. I know, I know I know. apparently it should be ice ice baths and that but I know, I, 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 I could uh, set a bath and that and sit in a hot bath that, and that does uh, my body and hence why I'm still playing now.
2: But people have the different traits or don't know. I'll, I'll go back to uh, Paul Lynch. Paul Lynch used to have a bar of chocolate and a can of coke after a game and if that's happening now, sports scientists are saying not happening. <laughs> yeah, here, but yeah, it's, it's whatever yeah. happens and that's just about getting sugar back in your body you know what I mean? And like body, yeah. you, you, you were similar to me, that's true. After a game, you know what I mean, back in the day it's have a pint of lager, you know what I mean? So you you, you, you are yeah, not yeah. you not putting the fuel back into what you've just le- what you've just left and and it's just it's football's evolved, you know what I mean? Rehabilitation's evolved and, and, and sports science has evolved and it's it's just turned <laughs> yeah. turned football into um in, into more recovery and it's just yeah, it's recovery, trying to adapt yeah, your own yeah. yeah, it's trying to adapt your own body, but um it's just just as important for me. Just as important.
3: Uh, I had teammates who used to stretch after games <laughs> and stuff like that. But they're the ones who who would have hamstring strains, calf yeah. strains. So it's, yeah. it's I think it's down to the the, the body in general. Like yes. I will sit sitting in a hot bath and I'm stretching a, stretch in a hot, hot bath. That was me. But yeah, so but yeah, hence why I'm I'm i still running around a lot less now. But yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We had um, Andy Legg who used to play for Car. played a Cardiff for me. That mm, I remember, Cardiff, I remember yeah. one game that uh, that Leggy was sat in the changing room with a uh, with a McDonald's. <coughs> it was a uh, it was he had a chicken nugget a chicken nugget meal, twelve chicken nuggets, chips, and a drink. So he was sat there in the changing room before a game at half past one having his pre-match meal over McDonald's. Yeah, was and that, me. that was just a norm, but I tell you what, when he went out on that pitch, he'd run all day, he was a fittest in the ground. You know yeah, what I yeah, yeah. And that's just, that's just what happens and it's just, it is what it is. Every, every individual's different, everybody's body's different um, and everyone's stamina levels, fitness levels, pace, agility, for example. Exactly, Actually, everyone's, yeah. Everyone's different, so everyone's, everyone's to their own. I
3: had a, a, a pre-match at McDonald's one, one, one day and I had a pre-match at McDonald's one day, and then I scored a hat trick. So I thought that's the way forward. And the Next game, I, I couldn't track track tra- 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 the ball, <laughs> so I lost it <laughs> off. Of <that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah. As I say, it's down to to, uh, to the, uh, the the person's body, the, the person's know-how, really.
1: Oh, right, um, couple of, there's a couple of questions in the chat. Uh, where they gone? Who uh, Barry? Who was your icon growing up before and during your career?
3: I'm um, being a Tottenham fan. I, um, Ben was was my um, idol. He Toppler. was he was a fantastic player. And funny enough, he was the manager, and of Tottenham when I scored the, the two goals against them. And I was, I was actually thinking maybe uh, um, I might be bought one day, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it didn't quite work out. And I think, and I think, literally not long after that, Hidal he got sacked as well uh, from Tottenham. Yeah. So he, he, he was a, f- a fantastic player, my Heidel. And, and he was at the, the, my club. And so, for me, that was the perfect fit.
0: Oh, okay. it had yeah.
3: been, been quite a, w- a workout for him. Indeed. Yeah, he's. Um,
1: I thought he did really well as England manager, Glenn Oddle. Um, yeah. and then he just obviously ran into some issues, which were really kind of off the pitch issues. Um, exactly. Yeah. Just, uh, just a shame that it kind of went over into his, you know, into his. Uh, oh, it's gone again. Right. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna 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 leave here because um, it's all sorts of issues with uh, Barry's connection. Um, so just before we did have some great questions, uh, Andy. So uh, I will leave you to tell the people who will be joining us uh, next
2: Monday, mate. Um- well, oh, first and foremost, just apologise for what's happened. But it's just it is what it is, isn't it? It's just one of those things. Just get on with it. It was still a still a great show with a great guest. Bobby was amazing. Some great stories. Uh, Love listening to him. Could listen to him all day. Uh, but next Monday, um, very lucky and very fortunate to uh, to have made uh, some great connections over the last few weeks and months. And uh, next week we've got a player who I played with um, from a country. Uh for England under twenty ones, uh on that memorable night in Barcelona against Yugoslavia. Uh he set me up for one of my he set me up for my goal on the night, uh and that is the one and the only Emil Hesky. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. Can't wait to have him on. You know what I mean? He's had a oh, amazing career. Um broke my heart uh, as a Leicester player at Wembley against Middlesbrough. Um, followed his career on after playing with him at Liverpool, Villa, um, etc. Um, still followed him when he went over to Australia towards the end of his career, uh, and obviously it's still nice to be in contact with him finally again now. So I'm really, really, really excited to, for next Monday already. Um, anybody who wants to uh, get some questions in early doors, we can uh, we can get them out or just tune in. You know, it'll be a be a big one next week. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. It's been massive for massive for the show, massive for. For us both, I think, next week. Yeah.
1: yeah, I can't wait, mate. Can't wait. And hopefully that puts my anti-Liverpool bias to bed, um, being a former Liverpool player. Um, but guys, yeah, you can... Obviously, you can send in all questions beforehand. You can send them in during the live show. Uh, the usual places, all the social media and everything's at the end of the show, and it's in the description. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Ace Um I will edit the audio version of this one so it all flows together nicely into one complete show without the, the the issues we had. So if you'd like to check that out, that'll be out sometime tomorrow, probably tomorrow afternoon because I'll have to spend a bit of time editing it. Obviously, as usual, I'd like to thank Black Diamond Sports and uh, Martin for all the support they give the show. Um, you can check out their social media pages at the bottom of the description and in the closing credits. And of course, a massive thank you to Bespoke, financial for sponsoring the Andy gamble football show um again apologies guys for all the the issues with connections um when you're in the hands of technology there's not a great deal we can do other than try and uh, keep going and uh, do it as professionally and as well as we can Andy uh, thank you and a massive thank you as well by the way to Barry Hales um hopefully I really really want to get Barry back on where we can have a uh, and kind of uninterrupted conversation because what a a, a great guy, um, and everyone in the chat and YouTube and Facebook was saying as well, like what a great guy. Um, yeah, so thank you to Barry again, thank you to Andy, mate, and uh, again, please. Yeah, book. don't
2: forget uh, Friday's show. Forgot about Friday's show. Oh, Friday's yeah. show should yeah, be a good one. Seven PM should be, live should be a good one. We've got um, we've got our predictions from the weekend, which um, I don't think we both did too badly, by the way, in the end. Um yeah. so let 's see how midweek goes
1: indeed, and uh, yeah, big thanks black Diamond sports check them out on, uh, Bespoken and uh Spoken financial and of course, check out all the ace podcast nation shows coming up we've got some crackers see you uh see Friday seven o'clock but look out for some bonus content this week because you never know what we might drop as uh, a little makeup see you uh see friday see
2: you mate. see you
0: guys My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. to be a hero for Super be- Podcast Network.